gentlemen, it has been a long, like, I don't know, seven months without fantasy football. And we are back and better than ever starting out season two of the Gentleman's Club podcast, where we come to talk about the best fantasy keeper dynasty IDP league that has ever existed on the face of the planet. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Clark, commissioner. You're with us again. I mean, we decided to do it. I mean, we decided to do it again. So this is this is exciting. I'm excited for season two. It's going to be better than ever. I'm excited, too. It's been fun to kind of prep for it and kind of throw together some ideas for future episodes and conversations. And uh, I've been messaging everyone in the league, trying to see what the interest is to join us and hop on here and either uh, let us just make fun of them for a minute or talk strategy <laughs> with them for a minute. But uh, everyone seems super pumped. And I just think this has been a, a cool thing to be a part of. And um, I don't know, based on like, I was just thinking through like last year's like trade deadline. I was thinking through like the playoff intensity, like just some of those things. I think a lot of that stuff came from this podcast and the experience yeah. of guys actually getting to know each other and hear each other's voice and, and all that. So I, I think it's, it's awesome that we're doing season two. Yeah. One of it. my favorite moments from last season, I went back and listened to it again was when Joe Patterson found out that my brother was missing this episode to talk about the playoffs because he was playing D and D it was one of my yep. all time favorite yep. moments of, of the entire first yep. season. I think this is like, what he's playing D and D. Are you kidding well, me? <laughs> and this is like Pedersen. This is where we found out Pedersen lives like in a Walmart parking yeah, yeah, lot yeah. and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Coming out, yeah. So it's so much fun. So I'm excited uh, for more of those good. moments. It's going to be good. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, some things happened in the off season that we want to make sure we talk about. Um, Jake Fife, the owner of Dak attack um, has stepped away from the league. We're thankful for the time that um, he was here and the energy that he put into it. Um, and so if he's listening, Jake, thank you so much for being a part of it. You'll always be a part of uh, the league in our hearts. Um, but we have a new, a new GM uh, who's come in already renamed the team. Uh, I don't even remember. Was it Team Adam or Team John? I don't, I don't even remember what it is. But Clark, w- would you want to give a little bit of an introduction to the newest GM to come into the Gentleman's Club? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, I, I, I do want to say uh, well done and um, thank you to Jake because he was in the league since 2017, which is pretty crazy to think about. So he yeah. was in it for basically four full seasons. Um he took over for the massacre um, that was caused by Mark Molinex, who might be a guest on this show at some point on this podcast. Uh, he has been in conversation. I'll just say that. But uh, uh, yeah, Adam is um, a good friend of mine and uh, an avid fantasy football player. Um, that might be the largest difference between the last couple owners of uh, the team that is known as Team Fife, one from my homies, um, whatever Molinex named it, uh, Dak Attack, all these <laughs> issues, iteration of the team. Uh, Adam is actually a fantasy football player. Uh, he's been kind of keeping tabs in the league for the last two years, I think. Um, and so when it opened up, he was the first guy that came to mind of someone who I really do think will come in and, and take the league serious and uh, really bring some energy and, and kind of do what a lot of us have talked about the dream of taking over this Fife Molinex thing and trying to see if we can make a winner out of it. Uh, and so with that being said, Adam, 
what's up dude what's up guys thanks for uh inviting me into the league this is awesome yeah we're yeah. excited are you, are you in now tell us a little about yourself adam you're in grand rapids correct and all that like you can, you can kind of share what you're about yeah yeah so i'm in a suburb of grand rapids called hudsonville um dude my hometown is where i was born and raised really yeah, oh yeah dude. eagles yeah dude you're you're an eagle <laughs> yeah so hopefully uh i love this part of town so hopefully i'll stay uh in hudsonville long term wildcats suck you know for the le- next couple of years i know those jenison boys yeah so well ho- who knows so actually um I'd love to work at Hudsonville High School. Um, I'm going to school right now at Grand Valley State uh, to be a teacher. So I'd love to stay in the Hudsonville area. Um, and yeah, I'm originally from Traverse City. So that's how I know Clark and um, a lot of those guys up there. Uh, I went to Westside Church with him. was in his youth group. And now here we are. And other than that, I love sports, man. Anything, uh, basketball, football, spike ball, anything with the ball i'm i'm for it let's do it um and fantasy i do it all fantasy basketball fantasy football fan duel all the above so racing horses i do it all so i love it it's a good time (laughs) i was gonna say how long have you been playing fantasy football fantasy sport like what was the what was the moment you knew you were hooked that this was going to be your thing yeah, so uh, pro- I think I started in sixth grade. I had some buddies and their dads add me to the league randomly. Didn't know a thing about it. Uh, got addicted. Probably week three, I was just like, all right, this is me. This is all me. Had Des Bryant as my star player. Um, <laughs> and I, I'll never forget, he dropped a seven-yard pass, and all I needed was one point. And so it was PPR. So it was in the finals. So first time playing was in the finals and he dropped a seven yard pass and I lost by one point or whatever it was. And that's when I knew I needed to uh, continue this. So ever since sixth grade, really saw it. Jeez. I don't know how long it's been. Fifth. I don't even want to know how long that's been. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So been hooked ever since jumped around in a ton of leagues, started my own league. And that's been going with my close buddies for probably this is our second year but we do a redraft. So this is my first dynasty. So I love it, man. It's so much fun. I, I never thought I'd like anything more than basketball, but I'm definitely, uh, football is definitely number one in my, in my interest. So, cool. yeah, it's a, it's good to hear that you've had your heart broken by fantasy sports already, because that's probably going to happen uh, quite often in the GC. Uh, there's a little thing we call stat corrections, which is almost like, Brutal. The greatest curse word you can use in this league. Um, Dude, if a game is close, is, if a game is close, it's not over till Thursday. It it just yeah. truthfully is. There's been so many games that have been decided by stat crash kids. <laughs> if it's uh, if it's within like three points, you can guarantee that you got to wait till at least Thursday to know if you actually won the game. So <clears throat> just because there's so many players and so many things that are worth points and getting points and tackles and all that play a huge role. Mm-hmm. So Chris, I think has lost a game by point one. Point one, one closest game, game by... against Bubba, against freaking Bubba of all people. Point <laughs> one points. It's great. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. But um, I'll, I'll say this real quick. Um, so I've made it to the finals in every year, I think, except for one. <laughs> and I, I have yet to win a fantasy football champion. So championship. So I, I lost. That sounds last like that year sounds like Clark. League. Oh it is. 
Yeah, and I think Derrick Henry's the curse because I see you have Derrick Henry. I have Derrick Henry every year, and I can't get over the hump of actually winning it. It is, it is so horrible. So yeah, so I'm definitely used to the heartbreak, man. Clark, if you're looking to get rid of the curse, come talk to me. Oh, I'm I'm. I would hope that it would reverse the curse for you as well <laughs> and that he would just retire or something. Oh, dude, but, um, I'm not touching. No, him. I, you can I, have him. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm learning that just cause you can be pretty epic early on. That does not bode well for a long fantasy season as I've been in back-to-back championships and, you know, anyways, um, <laughs> Adam, what are you most excited about when it comes to joining the GC, like the dynasty, I like your first dynasty league. What kind of excites you about that? Yeah. So I would say the first thing that comes to mind when I'm excited is the dynasty aspect of a league uh, where you completely keep your roster and you really only, I'm pretty sure we only draft rookies, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is interesting. It's tough. Uh, you got to be patient. And so I'm excited about that aspect. I've never done it. Um, and I love that you guys started a podcast that is like, I mean, podcasts are huge right now. And so it's just fun to know that there's people in the league talking um, and open with each other. I think that's so much fun. And then other than that, really, um, you guys care. You care about the league. It seems like everyone's pretty invested, whether they're smart about it or not. Um, Yeah, I, I, I love the fact that I'm just getting to know people through this game. And it's fun to do that through Dynasty and talk to people about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What's uh, what's kind of your, so you're coming in, taking over Dak attack, this team that's been massacred over the years, right? Like, but you've got the first overall pick, which is pretty stinging sweet. And I think you just traded for another yeah. first round pick with Clark, right? If I remember right, seeing yeah. Facebook. He got yeah, his so- first back for for next year. I already had fives next year. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. So yeah. So with that, I mean, having the first round pick or first overall pick, right. And coming in with this team, what's kind of your main goal for this season? Yeah. Uh, main goal would definitely be besides obviously trying to get a winning record, if that's possible. Uh, the in learning the ins and outs of a dynasty league, um, I don't know defenses that I know defensive. Uh, I know like team defenses, but I don't know individual stats. And it's interesting to see some of the greatest players are almost irrelevant in this aspect. So um, I'm just trying to learn the ins and outs of that playing offense and defense. Um, and then my, my goal is to understand that and then have like a three-year plan. Cause I notice a trend with most players is like a three-year almost sometimes career. Um, Mm. And so if I can build a decent playoff, strong contending lineup in three years, I think that's success in my opinion, seeing that Fife, uh, it took three years and it didn't happen. Uh, And then the dude before that Mullinex, it didn't happen. So I'd love to just kind of reverse that. So that's my goal really. And I'd love to make playoffs this year. I know that's a long run. How many, (laughs) how many teams make playoffs? Six, uh, right? Six no. total. So three for each conference. Okay, so it's yeah, yeah, and there's twelve teams in the league, or is it? Yeah, so each conference is six teams. Yeah. Top three from each conference make it. Yep. Number one seed in each conference gets a first round by, and then the two play to meet them in the, the conference finals, and then championship. 
Yeah, that's tough. So I basically it'd be us three in our conference if that's even possible. So that would be that. I'm just putting a stretch goal out there. That's it. Um, but if that doesn't happen, I'd love to build towards the playoffs uh, in the next three years and be a contender. So, yeah, our conference is going to be tough this year. I, I have a feeling it's going to be it's going to be like the other conference last year where it was like literally it came down to the wire and everybody was in it. Uh, it's going to be mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun year. Yeah. Do you um you got any major plans when it comes to rebuilding your roster? Major plans would uh one first thing I did as soon as I looked at my team was I wanted I texted you Clark as soon as I uh could about what my draft picks look like uh cuz I think in building a dynasty that's the first thing that comes to mind. I need my draft picks uh and it looks like a lot have been traded away. So if it hurts me right now um, to get those draft picks, draft picks back for the future, I got to do that. So my plans are really just try and get draft picks because my team is not very strong. Um, try to build with players that I picked, that I put on my roster, um, and actually have a say in. Um, and then other than that, um, learning the values of each position is something I uh, I plan on doing this year. I'm going to definitely focus more on offense because. Uh, I think that's like the main goal. And then defense is going to be something I'm going to have to really work on. So plans. Yeah. Just get my draft picks back and hopefully uh, get a line, get a team that I enjoy. So yeah, that's, that I would, I really respect that strategy because I think we've, we've seen in the league, like different teams have built different ways. Like I personally, like, and Chris, you can speak for yourself. Like I've, I've tried to take the draft serious, but I've also like tried to be aggressive in the trading. Like I was even texting with Van Camp today. Like he made the joke of like, I'm always wheeling and dealing. And like, there's, so there's always that aspect of keeping the pulse in the league of like, who's looking to move, who's looking to trade, but then also like fully grasping and respecting the rookie side of this league. Like it's a dynasty, like it's a long-term thing. Um, I think a guy who's done that really well and we've seen the success pay off has been Casey. Um, I don't, I don't think Casey Thompson's made many trades, but he's always drafted and taken the draft very, very serious. And he just made the playoffs last year yep. and like has set up like very well. Like, he's been he good in free agency stuff. and rookie drafting yeah. is where he's been good. Yeah. He, he focused in on that. Um, a guy like um, Bubba, Bubba's team is not flashy. It's just incredibly consistent. Like he, he probably does not have it. He has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey that combos, incredible at this point because of Patrick Mahomes, but he just has guys who are always going to put up like 10 to 15 points. Like, I don't think he has a guy in his roster that's going to have a 30 point game and then like a 12 point game. That's like, that's like the Derrick Henry issue as I've had like literally like 60 point, 50 point, seven point game. You're just like, he just, he has built that consistent and not been um, blinded by the shiny objects yeah. and he just won a championship so yeah you know joe williams doesn't care about the draft i don't think he's ever set it in a full draft and early on super successful and now he's really struggling so there's like there's your balance of like the mentality that goes in so i don't chris i don't know if you have anything to add to that but just i think i yeah i think my strategy that i've tried to go with and i haven't won a championship yet but i've had the longest playoff streak is never hanging on to players too long like we were talking before we started of like you traded away Christian McCaffrey. Why'd you do that? I was like, cause I wanted to get stuff for him. You know, like I wanted to stay relevant because 
with young players like you kind of alluded to it earlier adam adam is like their some of their careers are only three years and so i'll get a really good couple years out of them they might all click on the same cylinder like and i'll get lucky and i'll win and i i just don't want to miss out on the opportunity of keeping somebody too long like my brother is running into that with julio jones right now he's like i should have traded him away like two years ago you know and he's like, I, I don't know how he's going to do this year, being on a different team in a different city with a different quarterback, different scheme. He's like, I, I don't know. He's he's lining up next to AJ Brown. Is he gonna is he gonna do anything? Did I miss out on getting a first round pick for him? Yeah. Probably, you know. Thus, the nightmares of a dynasty league. <laughs> totally. And so that's always been my strategy. It's like I just don't hang on to players longer than I need to because I want to be able to get stuff for them if they can be a benefit to another team. Great. But at least I'm not dealing with them down the road of missing out past their prime and not getting what I could have gotten for them. So that's why I have three first round picks this year. It's great. Uh, you had like two or three last year. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's great. It's perfect. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, Adam, what questions do you have for us? Are there any that you have for us about the league or players or, you know, whatever, whatever you're thinking? Yeah, definitely. The first question is, uh, do you guys want to make a trade or what are we doing here? No, I'm just playing. I thought that's why you guys brought me on. That's why I came on. We're going to live live chat about uh, negotiations of trades. Let's do it. Has it ever happened? Has it ever happened on the podcast? No, but we should no. do it so people can hear how I make trades and then it'll get harassed on Facebook about it. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. We can make the first ever trade on the podcast. But, no, um... Really, my one thing I wonder, because I never want to, like, step on toes, and I don't know what people's limit is of, like, uh, trading, what the new guy is coming into the league, what people think of that. So I, I, I would love to hear your guys' perspective on, like, what are your thoughts of me joining the league? Um, do you guys – what do you see for my team or what do you see me doing, like, in raw, honest? Like, I – I'm here to learn. You guys have been doing this for years, so I'm I'm the new guy. So I I just wonder what you guys think of me joining the league, I guess. I'm just excited for someone to bring some renewed energy. Like, this team has always kind of been, like, the joke of the league. Not, not, that sounds harsh, but, like, it's always kind of been the last place team. I'm excited to watch this team grow, honestly. Like, I'm, ex I'm excited to watch, like, your – what we saw last year with Dak Prescott specifically was there were games where he put up over a hundred points and ruined people like ruined people's weeks because he ended up winning teams or ended up single-handedly winning games. And so I'm just really excited to watch that not be a fluke and to watch more of that consistency sort of happen just because there's somebody that is behind it, taking it seriously and building it. I think, I think for me, that's, that's what I'm excited about. Um, having you in the league. And so if that's through trading or through drafting or whatever it is, like I'm just excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was what was hard about last year was like Fife started out strong, but it, it literally was, it was Dak. Like he had, he had nothing else going for him. And so even just like seeing how you process through that initial trade and yet, you know, mostly Pablo had issue with the fact that you traded away Dak and all that stuff, but you didn't get scammed and you added pieces. And that is where I think Molinex and Fife didn't understand the dynasty or 
even just fantasy football trades was like, it's okay to sell a superstar. Chris is really good at this. We've just talked about him. The fact that he's been the guy who's traded CMC and guys like that. Like if you can get pieces, like you it's, it's thinking like a GM and honestly, like coming in thinking like a GM or an owner and just knowing your background in fantasy football, like Molinex and Fife, this team wasn't a joke. When, when Zach Boudreau, the original owner, original member, one of the eight members in this league had it, it was a playoff team. I think it was like the number one team year one i think year two was a playoff team and then his last year 2016 like he was competitive and then molnix came in and just blew it up fife came in and kind of took it serious but not anything crazy like so just have someone come in and be like have a starting roster have a like (laughs) um good conversation around trades like uh, actually seeking to like improve the team and not just be in the league. Like those things, you know, I'm rambling, but those, those things really excite me about, I, yeah, just you joining in general. And then finally, I think someone kind of doing, like I said at the beginning, what a lot of us have talked about doing of like, man, if we could just take over Fife's team, like, could we bring it back? Could we make it good? Like all that kind of stuff. And there's pieces. It's not, it's not a terrible team at its core. Um, and so to have someone take it serious, that really excites me. So, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. So, and I don't think you got to worry. I think everyone's open to trading. That's why we have the Facebook page. It's why we try to give people's numbers out and we'll, we'll make as a new Facebook page, we'll get more information on there. Like it's just comes with the territory of the league. Like it's fantasy football. Like people are always talking, always making trades. So don't feel like, Oh, I'm the new guy. I got to tiptoe. Like, you want to win, go try to win. Yeah. So. But cool. Crash talking is always well, fun too. Crash talk. I've already, <laughs> oh, yeah. I've already, I've already, I've already received my fair share of it from dudes. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, we'll do it. Let's do it. Right. I think, they, we go. I Here think we go. they think I'm like legit dumb. Like when, when they <laughs> offer me trades, I'm like, wow. Okay. That's what Fife would do. Okay. I gotta, li- I, I gotta, this is interesting. So. It's also yeah, some yeah. of the like, hey, we've been in the dynasty league for a while. Maybe we can sneak one over on a guy who who's never yeah. been a part of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. you gotta, it's been five seasons of like just throwing crap at the wall and just being like, oh, that's stuck. Sweet. Okay. Like that like that's been that's been the experience for all of us for the last yeah. five seasons. So if someone come in and be like, No, I care, it's like, oh, oh, okay. I have to try now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited. Uh, this is going to be your first gentleman's club, like rookie draft, which is a very unique experience because like you said, most of pretty much every other fantasy league is you just redraft or maybe you keep like one or two players every year. No, we literally keep every single player and we only do a rookie draft. Um, so let's spend some time talking about the draft that's coming up and kind of the first thing that we're all curious about and adam you can reveal this if you want to uh, maybe it would be helpful for clark and i to speculate first and then you can either like say yes or no or you're not going to reveal it i don't know what would be best but maybe clark you and i can kind of think about if we had the first pick who would we choose uh at yeah. with the first pick um so i do you want to go first do you want me to go first it doesn't matter to me are we doing it from the perspective of we were Adam's team. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think, I think we should. Okay. Adam, do you want to chime in or do you want to hear us first? 
Well, yeah, I want to hear you. I want to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've, I'm, I've gone through almost every scenario, I would say, of what I could take. So I just want to hear your perspective. But uh, Well, if I was you, the uh, from the research I've done, the weakest position that is on your roster is running back. And so I would uh, probably very aggressively take Najee Harris um, from Pittsburgh. I think he's Derrick Henry-esque and running backs are still very much like the backbone of a team um, because we have multiple spots that you can start a running back. And if you can get a guy who's potentially not in a um, committee and a guy who can also catch the ball, um, that's really, really hard to pass up. So I would, I would choose Najee Harris. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Travis Etienne, but again, he's, you know, talking about the committee thing, he's in Jacksonville. The upside is, is he also has Trevor Lawrence, who was his college quarterback. So there is that for a bunch of potential, but I think it's going to be a while. He also has a lot. I mean, some of the comparisons that he has is to like Alvin Kamara, where it's like, that works great in new Orleans. But he also doesn't have Richardson that he has to deal. He has Richardson that he has to deal with this year, um, right? Is that is that what his name is? Richardson? I think that's what yeah. James, so Robin, Robin, Robinson, Robinson. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Carlos Hyde might be there. Yeah, he oh, is really? there. He okay. is there. And, yeah. and Meyer has used both their names pretty aggressively. Yeah. So it's like he has the potential to be there, but there's just so many unknowns, especially for the first year, where it's like who. Who knows what's going to happen? I think it, yeah, I, I think if I was had the overall pick, had former team five, I would go with Najee Harris because he's one of the only for sure solid rock, solid locks being there in Pittsburgh of like, yeah, he's going to he's going to get you 20 or so points every single week um, right out the gate. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, up, it's up to you whether you want to reveal it or not, or if you want to you want to leave a surprise for draft today. It's up to you. It's uh, up to you. Give me, give me two seconds. I'm so I do nervous. Think, um, <laughs> I do think Najee. I don't know who else they would have there because Connor's gone. Connor's gone. Yeah, and I, I think it's literally is. him. I think yeah, they're banking on opened, him. Yeah, but yeah, and he's Najee's legit. Like he's, so, he's yeah. All right. Well, he couldn't yeah. have gone to a better system either. No, like who's who's had a history of good running backs there. Yeah, very good running backs. All right, Adam's back. I don't know if that means he's going to reveal who he's taking. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think this is the appropriate place to reveal what I'm thinking and who I'm thinking. And uh, with the first, only going to help me out. You already know. I'm taking Najee Harris from the. Oh, Alabama there you go. State. Wearing the Alabama hat. Look at that. I have to look. I was. Uh, I'm a roll, roll fan till I die. So, if I had, uh, if this was last year's pick, I would uh, definitely go with uh, one of the Alabama boys. But this year, I got the first pick. I got to go with Najee Harris, and I'm super weak at the running back position. I got Daryl Henderson. Thankfully, he's a starting running back. Well, Barely. yeah, because Acres got hurt, right? That's why yep. he's the starting so, back. I was with I was with Actor Hoffman. Acres got hurt, and that uh, was a, yeah. that was a really hard moment for him. So yeah, yeah. So as of now, it's it's definitely Najee Harris. Um, I think there's some players I can get 
with my next uh, player I can get with my next pick that would fill another position. So I think I would be confident with Najee Harris for the first pick. So, yeah, the fact that your backs are Henderson, Michelle, and <laughs> Murray. <laughs> and so Najee's going to come in probably right away and be your best running back. Easily, yeah. easily. Oh, yeah, it's rough, man. Yeah. It's rough. And what's funny is it's not like Fife ever had running backs. He just never had his top picks to draft running backs. No, totally. So, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Do you have, and this is kind of just open now for discussion. You guys have an opinion on what you've seen as like the strongest or maybe the weakest positions this year? Uh, as far as like rookies coming in, like, yeah, if we're just talking specifically draft, like, um, I just think, well, let's do this top 10 prospects. And you guys can kind of tell me if you agree or not, or not, you know what you think, but I think it's Harris. I think the consensus top three has been Najee Harris, Jamar chase and Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. the tight end at Atlanta. Yeah. And then, Every once in a while, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle kind of slip up in there, but they're in the top five. And then I think it's personally, I think it's Entian, uh, Javante Williams, the running back from Denver. Personally, Micah Parsons from Dallas, the linebacker, because linebackers can get points and he's apparently a stud uh, and just killing it right now. And then Elijah Moore, the wide receiver from the Jets, and then Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Baltimore. That would be. I would consider the top 10 prospects based on playing time where they're at an actual talent level. Um, I yeah. Think it's a, a top 10. You know, the thing that I'm, I'm thinking about too, is like I was jacked to have the second pick. And now that, you know, we know Najee Harris is off the board. I'm like, there's so many out op- because like Travis Etienne is definitely up there in terms of talent, but like, if Kyle Pitts is all he's supposed to be like, that's a fantastic tight end. And tight tight end is one of those positions that you can stream it or you can just have a stud and the teams that seem to have a stud at that position do really well. Yeah. Um, But even even point Bubba. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I'm thinking about of like, man, I had Rob Gronkowski for a long time. Fantastic. Having a tight end, you know, 15, 20 points a game easily which is like, that's, that's a really low tier running back. And I wouldn't be pissed to use my second pick on that, but it's also like, there's also two really good wide receivers that are out there. And usually it's like first, first two picks are easily two running backs. And it's like this year, it's like, it's a lot more difficult than that because the running back position is not as sure of a lock as it has been in past years unless I'm betting on that connection between Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne is going to happen. And they're just going to all of a sudden flip the switch and trade away Robinson and Carlos Hyde. But even then it's like, man, I I don't know. Or I'm hoping that he comes to fruition in like a year or two. Yeah. It's it's a hard spot to be, you know, you got Javante Williams, who's supposed to be the man in Denver. Um, Michael Carter is supposed to be the man there in for the jets. Um, but they're going to have like their whole entire starting offense is going to be like rookies at this point. So I don't know if that's something you want to play with. I really think the wide receivers are the strongest position this year. Totally. Yeah. Like I, I, I think there's like, I listed off, I think one, two, three, four, five, who I think will be immediate contributors. 
but then there's guys like Terrace Marshall, uh, Rondell Moore, that Kadarius Tony, uh, Amara St. Brown, Mari Rogers, Diamond Brown, or Diamond Brown, Nico Collins, like all these guys who I think are going to like, they're being talked about as if they're like, they're the starters at their respective teams and going to be like studs. So it's like, you're talking, there's like 10 to 15 of these guys who are just going to be legit. I don't, I don't remember that being a thing here in the last couple of years. I think there's like been the top three, four. And then it's kind of like, yeah, these guys are decent where this year it's like everyone they're talking about is going to be just playing. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing, Jamar chase, he was better than Justin Jefferson in college. If yeah, Jamar Chase would have came out in the draft last year, he would have been the first receiver taken. Yeah, he was the man. So I, I noticed that last year there was such a huge amount of good quarterbacks and all their receivers either stayed in college or weren't old enough to come to the draft. And so you have all these top quarterbacks that already got drafted. Now all their receivers are coming in. And it, I think that's why it's so strong this year. Isn't, it, isn't Jamar Chase with his old quarterback, Joe Burrow? He's with Burrows. Which yeah. is like, I mean, that in and of itself is like, that knocks him up a little bit because, I mean, he's with his old quarterback who knows him already. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I, it's to hard think to beat. That Cincinnati passed on um, the guy, the Lions, uh, Sewell. Yeah. Guy, oh, yeah, yeah. The lineman who literally they gave him a Hall of Fame grade. Like, they believe he will be a Hall of Famer. The Cincinnati's weakest position mm-hmm. is their offensive line. And they pass on that guy to take chase. Like, yeah. they're either idiots or they just know, like, oh, Burrow's throwing to him 15 times a game. <laughs> this is that big. You know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those, like, yeah. Yeah, there's something there. And then, I, yeah, Devontae Smith. He weighs 10 pounds, but he catches everything fast as all get out. Like Jalen Waddle's the same way. Like there's Yeah, but Tyreek Hill is that same way too, you know, and he's stud of the league right now. So Exactly. And the Eagles haven't had a consistent receiver. No. So the way they talk about bait or way they talk about Smith is like he's going to be the man. It's only if Jalen Hurts can do everything he's supposed to, though. That that's the hard part in it. Is like we don't know what we have in Jalen Hurts yet. Well, I, I find it so wild how many quarterback receiver duos there are because Smith was once with Jalen Hurts and Tua's got Waddle, uh, Burroughs got Chase, and Etienne and um, Lawrence. Like, it's nuts how many duos there actually is now. Yeah, that's yeah. really true. I could, see, I could see Lawrence going pretty high, though. I could see it happening. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's hurting for quarterback bad enough and is going to believe the hype that he's like the next so you think best you, thing. You think someone takes him in the first round? I think somebody takes if him in the, the first round. The, the first round this year is Javid, Chris, Joe Williams, Tyler Broad at four, mm-hmm. Bradley Van Kip at five, Pedersen at six, Casey at seven, Chris Ewigan at eight, Pablo at nine, Akhtaroff at 10, Chris Ewigan at 11. That sucks. And <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> I looking at that, I think there's three teams that come to mind who need a quarterback. Do you know what three they are? Um Yeah, let me let me think not you. Um Pedersen, I think, is one. I don't know who he has. He has Kyler Murray. Oh yeah, never mind. He's fine. He's fine. 
Yeah, who are, who are they? Probably Joe. Probably I would, Joe. I would argue Joe Williams with Tom Brady as his quarterback. Joe needs a quarterback. He's a future quarterback argue. is what he needs. Yeah. Yep. I would argue Pablo could potentially be in the running. He's probably that third. He's got, I think he has Russell still, but nothing else. Because that's right. Yeah. And Wentz is who knows. And then I actually believe Bubba. Who does Bubba have right now? Big Ben. Oh, yeah. And I think his backup is, it's probably Tannenhill. Yeah, which even then, Bubba, Tannehill's like, he's, Bubba's he's bounced around the league. Bubba's oh, backup okay. is Fitzpatrick, so Bubba needs a quarterback. And so Bubba's I, at I 12, though, too, so it's like you could you could realistically see Trevor Lawrence going 12s. Yep. Yep. So that'll be interesting. I, I I didn't even think about the fact that a quarterback could go this year because I I'm I've been so fixated on the receivers, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you you bring up the weakest th- side. You, I think Pitts is going to be a game changer, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's anything else in the tight end position this year. No, there's one. There's one other dude. Oh no no no! He's a second year for the Bills. Uh, he's a second year, not a rookie. Yeah. I think uh, Fermuth for Pittsburgh, Brevin Jordan for Houston. They keep talking about this guy named Kylan Granson from in Indianapolis and then like Hunter Long from Miami. But like none of them are talked about the way they talk about Pitts or even in the same language of like other studs. Like I just don't think it's like a position to really go after once Pitts is gone. So yeah, yeah, it's he's he's really the main. I mean, even the way they talked about him of like he's a generational talent. Like he, yeah. not even a generational talent. They said he is going to revolutionize the tight end position in ways we haven't even seen. I'm like, well, either he's going to do it or he's going to fail miserably with all the pressure. Such high pressure, totally. So, yeah. but I he did he, uh, he did crazy things in Florida. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, so it sounds like we kind of all agree like wide receiver is probably the the deepest this yeah. year which I, which hasn't yeah. happened in quite a few years for the gc no it, it'll be nice to have a kind of an influx of offense i think linebacker is going to be really solid this year um you know adam linebacker is probably the one position where you can go get the big names um your cornerbacks your dns d lines like those positions I wouldn't really touch, but your safeties and linebackers, like if they're a big name, if they're a stud, like, no, you want them on your team. Cornerbacks are always hard though, because it's like, I had Jalen Ramsey for the longest time and I finally dropped him. I didn't even try to trade him. Cause I was like, he's too good. He doesn't get any points. It's not even worth it. You know, you want like the number two or like the nickel guy. You want the guy who's going to get thrown at because he's not that good, but he's going to get you like eight tackles and a random yeah. pick or the guy who's like on a really bad defense, but up against like the best wide receiver in the league that week. If like I'm picking him up because yep. he's going to get like eight tackles that week. That's the best. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, so what do we think the keys are to a good draft this year? Um, yeah, I kind of have my five that I five keys that I kind of go into draft prep with. Um, I figure we're all about sharing secrets and helping everyone become better here in this league. So um, I can share those unless you don't want me to or That's add great. me any insights. To That's draft. great. I've got my own insights, but I'm, I'm eager to hear yours. See where we agree. When I sit down, uh, 
I want to do a couple things. I want to know my, my needs and my weaknesses and be really realistic with it. Um, what strength position is aging? Mm-hmm. So where am I really strong, but they're getting old? Uh, which rookies are going to be starting or at least going to play? So kind of that's why we did the draft so late in the summer, basically right before the season starts, because you can go to depth charts and you can go to websites and you can see like, okay, that rookie is like going to be the number two guy or he is going to start. Um, know the rookie draft rules and who to stash and how to stash. I think that's kind of a newer thing, but that there's value there to be like, I have Jordan love. So this whole talk about like Aaron Rodgers potentially being traded or not traded or whatever, like he's on my team, but he's, on waivers, like not taking up a roster spot just because I understand the, the rookie draft rules and kind of that, how that stashing process works so that I can take rounds five, six, and seven serious um, and still find value. And then finally, um, and this is kind of the all encompassing key is it's a dynasty league. So think future. Yeah. Like just, just always think future with my team and with who I'm drafting. They don't have to be the guy this year. Could they be the guy next year? Like yep. that kind of stuff. So those, those are my keys. Know my strengths and weaknesses. What position is aging? Who's going to play? What are the rookie draft rules? And it's got to be future oriented. Yep. Yeah. So I have four of them. First one was uh, think to the future. That was exactly my same thing was like, where do I know I'm going to need help in a couple of years? Because mm-hmm especially in the offensive position, the defensive position in some ways you can cycle through and get lucky in the free agency and pick up some guys. And if you're quick enough and high enough in the wave, like you can, you can make a defense, but like the offensive position is way harder to do that with. And so like, where am I looking like a year or two from now? Is there somebody that I can snag to bring Um, in the same vein of, is there anybody that I'm planning on trading this year? And do I have a backup for them already? Um, so when I traded Christian McCaffrey, I knew already, like I'm planning on drafting. If I can get these draft picks, this is who I'm drafting. That's why I'm trading him. Um, I think, what are my immediate needs? Is there a, is there a gap? You know, am I missing that third running back? Am I missing that second or third wide receiver? What's my immediate need? Um, and then kind of a toolish move is if I don't have any needs, who can I snag off the board to trade for future picks if they get really good? <laughs> Which is that, that is so dynasty. GM I know. I know. Owner I know. thinking. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, truly, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like if I have three running backs and I have the second pick, I might choose another running back just to trade them later, you know, be like, Hey, I'm going to hold your picks hostage. And if they do well, I'll, I'll get it. You know, that'd be great. Yeah. Why not? I really respect that. So, yeah, I think there's, it's really interesting to kind of step back and like, you can stream a handful of positions. You can stream weekly cornerbacks, you know, probably your defensive tackles. You can stream, you can probably string your fourth stream, your fourth linebacker. Like there's some of those, but like offense, like you do not want to be streaming really any offensive position like you want maybe your flex maybe but even then that's a stretch i would argue you want to be really solid like one you want like a good quarterback two to three running backs and at least two to three receivers tight end you might be get away with streaming but even then if you can find a stud like yeah 
So I think you can get away with it on defense. Offense is the position of like, I don't shy away from defense in the draft. Like I, I took, you know, I got to look back. I don't remember the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure I took Devin white, like in the first round, like a linebacker, like it, it's like right. one of those, it's one of those things where like, why would I, this is a position that's going to get me points. This is a, this is still a valuable, we've seen like defenses. Uh, I don't think they win you championships in the GC, but they make your team pretty darn good. What was and last year? The first like two, four week blocks. Like, I think it was the first week we were just like, there was one person's, I think it was either Akterhoff or Bubba, who's his defense scored him a hundred points consistently yeah. through four, a four week stretch. Like yep. when you're scoring 280 points to have a third of that be from your defense is anybody wants that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. We've had, uh, so in 2019, Devin white, I took him third overall. And then Taylor, uh, Kovleski took Devin Bush fourth overall. So we had two linebackers in the top five and they're both stud linebackers. Now, like, it's just like, there's, there's a lot of value. Your linebackers are a, they probably score more consistently than, than some of your mid-level tight ends. And I would argue they can function as like a, a flex <laughs> at some, at well, some dude, knowing you have 10 to 12 points consistently a week from a linebacker. That's invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think there's value in, in all seven rounds and why we created the rookie draft rules. It's why we do seven rounds. It's why we call it a dynasty because like y- you could do the first three or probably your most important rounds. But like we see in real leagues, like who are you finding on waivers and who who's the guy that you took a flyer on in round six, who's now your starting linebacker? Like there's like all that kind of uh, mentality that goes into it. So it's my favorite. One of my favorite times of the year is is kind of that. And I think trade deadline has become one of new favorite. We saw Dude, last year. Last year was yeah. literally I was in my daughter's room putting her to sleep and texting Bubba all at the same time to try and pull something off at the very last minute. <laughs> it was great. It was so much fun. It was epic. I think like in a five hour period, there was like eight or nine trades just getting posted on Facebook. So like it's hey. it's fun to like um, see some of that coming around. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Uh, Adam, any any last thoughts draft wise or even just general questions for? the gc or anything like that no uh just make an announcement that i am willing to get rid of certain players for tri- for draft picks uh i'm always in the in the mood to do that so other than that no i love being on the podcast um i've listened to most of the episodes so i'm uh <laughs> i'm invested boys i'm here and i'm ready to get it and i'm gonna change the name probably soon i gotta think of a think of a good one um but Hey, there's only uh, one way and it's up. So I'm ready for it. Yeah, is there, go. is there anybody in the league that you want to call out right now and say you're coming for him? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a good um, one. If you want to call out Bubba too, that's a great one to call out. Bubba. All right. Well, I don't no, no, pick to somebody Bubba else. Yet. He's my rival. He's all my right. rival. All right. All right. All right. If I had to pick a rival, uh, it's Joe Williams. I've known Joe Williams. <laughs> rival. <laughs> probably the longest uh i've known him since i was probably in second or third grade and he uh he worked for my mom my mom was his boss so um yeah now i'm his boss 
Oh, hey, let's go. Maybe this is the spark that, that Joe Williams needs to take this seriously. Yeah. There we go. Oh yeah, there we go. He had the Bieber hair back then, so. Oh, he did. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's coming for you, Jerry Jones burner account. <laughs> yes, sir. It's so good. So that's cool. good. Well, thanks, dude. Well, it was good to man. good to meet you. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. Good stuff. All right. Peace. Peace. Yeah. All right, Clark, real quick, uh, you want to recap uh, draft picks for everybody for the first round? So we kind of all know, yeah. we kind of touched on it a little bit, but just maybe succinctly in one place, we can give that to Yeah, everybody. so I'll do this. I'll do kind of the, the actual first round, and then I'll just give everyone the actual order for the rest of the rounds. So just people can kind of yep. calculate. So yep. first round this year is Adam Javed is first overall. Chris, you have second. Then it's Joe Williams with third. Fourth is Tyler Broad. Fifth is Bradley Bandcamp. Sixth is Joe Pedersen. Seventh is Casey Thompson. Eighth is Chris Thompson. You again. Nine is Pablo. Ten is Taylor Akterhoff. Eleven is Chris Thompson. You again. Twelve is Bubba. So that's the first round. So that's including trades. Obviously, you didn't hear my name or Kovaleski because we've made trades that yep. uh, include picks that you own, Chris. For the rest of the draft, there are some other trades. So that'll just be one of the reasons why we talked about maybe having like the Zoom or at least just encouraging guys to really be on their Facebook on top of it. But for the most part, uh, the rest of the draft, um, remember, we don't do a snake. So if you've been in the league for the <laughs> seven or eight years now, you should know this, but we don't do a snake. It is just one through 12, one through 12. Uh, normal rounds will be Javid first. Taylor Kovleski has this at speaking second each round. Joe Williams, Tyler Broad, Bradley Van Camp. Pedersen is six. Casey seventh. Chris, your natural pick is eight. Yep. Pablo nine. Taylor Akerhoff ten. Me eleven. Bubba twelve. So those will and be again. You said there would be some fluctuations in that and stuff. Yeah, but we'll I probably. Think, I imagine we'll probably get like a full list out before the draft, so everybody knows. Kind of what we'll do is probably the week of the draft, I'll post it because normally there's no more trades. Usually, I guess there's always one, one or two trades that happen kind of right at the draft, but I can give a, a general like, here it is. I think just hearing Adam talk, I know Bradley's out there looking. I know Adam's out there looking. Uh, Taylor Kovleski's <laughs> looking. I think guys are fishing currently to see. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a little more movement. Uh, heading up to the draft and so yep. we'll wait on that but there'll be one that'll be posted it'll show the whole thing and it is in case anybody knows just for clarification you can trade right now currently for mm -hmm. players yep. um, everything's open um, including free agency right people can pick up, pick up free agent players yep. as well okay. yep obviously check um, it's been posted but check the guys who are owned um, yep. I think the biggest guy who was out there getting signed a bunch was Hertz but uh, Patterson actually did pick Hertz up, and so he's off. And there's only like one or two random guys still who kind of like are floating around who are technically owned. Um, but and again, just to clarify, like so, the best example is like Jordan Love. I own his rights for this season. If I don't sign Jordan um, at the beginning of next free agency for next off season, he's free game. So that's just kind of how that'll work. You kind of have a guy's rights for their rookie season and their sophomore season, but as soon as they're picked up or dropped, um, or you just straight up are like, hey, I don't care, 
than their free game. Um, you can trade guys. So like I traded Grant Delpit. He never actually was on my roster, but I owned his rights. I traded him to Taylor Kovaleski. So like you can, you own them. So like they just, ESPN won't let us have more than 40 roster spots. Right. So come on, Ryan um, at ESPN. Let's go, pal. I should email him again. <laughs> see if he even still works oh. at ESPN. Yeah. See, says what's yeah. up. So, yeah. so, um, and then in terms of the draft, uh, you know, we've kind of threw around a couple dates. Um, you know, do we want to kind of finalize that date? Yeah, I think what, what was the one that had the most the votes were for Sunday, the 29th at like 7 p.m. or later. They yeah. had six or Friday, the 27th had four. Um. I'm good with either. Uh, obviously, I can do either the one that didn't get you voted for Saturday. Yeah, I mean, most likely I'll be home with a child at that point, so my schedule's pretty free. <laughs> I mean, I'm not working, I'm not doing anything at that point in time, so I can make a Zoom call, whatever we want. So, seems like the majority said Sunday. Mm-hmm. And as always, if you can't be a part of the draft, you just send me a list and we'll take care of you. Um, but let's shoot for Sunday, the 29th. Um, probably like we'll do 8 p.m. Eastern time. We can yep. post this. I'll post on the Facebook. Yep. Um, that'll be 7 p.m. Your guys and that everyone else is like six. So hopefully after dinner. Yeah. Um, and I can I can plan on too because I have a corporate account for Zoom and stuff and it doesn't have a time limit. So I can plan on setting up a Zoom and everything for us if people want to yeah. check in and you know, I'd love to smack talk Bubba and see if Joe's hanging out in the Walmart parking lot and stuff for the actual draft and whatnot. So if anybody wants to join that, I'll, I'll put the link in the comments. Once Clark posts the, uh, it would be amazing. Yeah. That'd be sweet. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to zoom a, you know, it works to do me just kind of on Facebook messenger, like kind of harassing everyone to, <laughs> to get on. But, um, I think if the majority of us can be on the zoom call, like a, like you said, we can trash talk and have fun. Um, but there can also be just kind of like a little more rapid. It'd be fun to get some responses right away to the draft, you know, certain guys picks. Yeah. Um, Real time. So, with that. And this is year eight, right? Going into year eight of yeah. the DC. Year eight, Nuts, which is man. wild, which it's is crazy. wild. That was, that was definitely one of those, like when I was making the post and all stuff, I'm like, man, we are, we were getting close to double digits and there's, there's multiple guys who are still have been in this for the, the whole time, which is cool too. Yeah. So. Just thinking to the future, I think it'd be sweet to see if we could get everybody together for the 10 year anniversary of the yeah, GC. Just, That'd be sick. Try, That'd be so cool. plan that out. I think the majority of us are in Michigan. So there'd be a couple guys who have to travel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even if we met down in Grand Rapids or someplace even further South, you might be the most central to everything being like yeah i mean the o'hare's like right here so i mean we could hang out yeah. in this area would be more than happy to help but that's two years in the future we'll we'll talk about that more yeah. we'll talk about um so here here's how we can end clark you ready let's uh let's talk about uh season predictions we'll talk yeah who do we think is gonna be the champion who do we think is gonna be the first pick which we already know is gonna be Najee harris unless adam decides to pull a fast one on us but I'll gladly take Najee at second if he does. So uh, who's going to be the MVP of the season? Who's going to be most improved? Are you, are we thinking most improved player or most improved team for that team? Okay. And that's one of those, 
obviously they'll, they'll improve more with the draft happening, but I think it's more that question of who's just going to be better. Like, yep. Yep. The injury and that kind of stuff. Yep. And then bottom four to playoff. We'll go, we'll go through that. So let's start at the top. Who do we think is going to be the champion this year? Uh, okay. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I can go first and it pains me to say this. You ready? Yeah. I am thinking ugh, I'm still going to win, win week 10. I'm still yep. going to win the Lou. I'm going to win a pizza. Yeah. But I honestly think Bubba will probably repeat this year. I think if he fills up a few holes, I think he, he has a good potential to repeat this year. All right. That's it. I'm not going to give him any more of your time. I, uh, so I did a championship game. Okay. I believe it's gonna okay. be. I, I believe it's gonna be actually Team Broad versus okay. Bubba. No, I, I think no. I we think don't have the same champ, do we? Get out of here. And Get out I, of here. I think Bubba's gonna win it. No. Uh, here, here's here's why. A, I believe Tyler Broad has the best offense in the GC. For sure, we said that multiple times last year. I, I think when healthy, there is no offensive team I would rather possess currently than the one Broad has. Josh Allen, Elvin Kamara, Antonio Gibson, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Gerald Everett, Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Like, literally what killed he, him last year was Saquon was hurt. Saquon was hurt. Uh, Allen did not start, like, the first three games were not, like, amazing. And all of a sudden, he just, like, freaking mm-hmm. became the man. Kamara was up and down. We thought Gibson was going to be a joke. It's just, it's one of those, like, and he has a top five pick. I'm just like, yeah, in, just, in a super heavy defense, wide receiver. Yeah. It, his defense is really weak, but I'm just sitting here going like, again, all it takes is one, maybe two defensive players, but that offense is just freaking amazing. And then my thing with Bubba is, uh, star power and consistency, but he has a bench. Yeah. He doesn't have an amazing bench, but he can at least plug in a double digit score um, at least one of each position. Like he can put Tannehill in, he can put in uh, Connor. Uh, he's got at least a backup receiver who can play. Like it's not amazing, but he's got a decent defense, good bench. But I will say this I do believe the window for Basie Championships is closing and closing very quickly. I was just looking at his roster again and I was like, I think this might be the last year where he has the potential to win it. Because like, like we said earlier, I. Many of these players, I think a window has passed for him to trade them to yep. get good return on who they are. Yep. So my advice hey, to Bubba is if you were going to go for it this year, go all out for it because yeah, I so. don't, I think full it's going to be a few down years after this. You're going to owe me a lot of pizzas after this year for a few years. Yeah. I, I think big Ben's about done. I don't think his running backs are the long-term options at, nope. at, at their teams. And there is a heavy reliance on Hill and Kelsey. But it's an incredible... Which who knows when all of their contracts and Mahomes come up if they can keep them all. Well, Mahomes has been signed for, he's yeah. what, a decade and 500 yeah, mil. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but just his, his team, I mean, that's what beat me. Like, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Trust me, I'm not bitter. Uh, <laughs> but... But as much as we laughed about like Giovanni Bernard like playing well and we gave him like the playoff MVP because he was kind of like the dark horse, like, oh, he was getting 15 a game from Bernard. That's weird. 
30, Tyree but Killen. close enough. Yeah. <laughs> but Ty, Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, like that's a guaranteed like 60 points from two players for sure. And so just that head reliance. But I think, I think this year, I think he's got it. Um, he's also, I don't know. He, for me, he's also the riskiest one to put at that position though at the same time. Cause it could all implode this year at the same time. Yeah. Like, I think it's got the most upside to be able to do it. Cause I think it's, I think yeah. basically all the players are still there, but I'm also like, he's got Melvin Gordon in, in Denver. Like he's got Monstar in San Francisco. Like, yep. It also could implode it, 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 super fast. Yeah, it could it could come crumbling very quickly. But so I think it'll be basic. And I want I always try to pick the from our conference. I always look at like it could be any one of us. I even almost put Taylor Kovaleski up there because he's got Mahomes and CMC. But yeah. um, I just think Broad's offense is so ridiculous mm-hmm. um, that. Man, if he just takes it a little consistent with like making sure like lineup is set, that puts a piece here or there. Like it's it can be over very quickly. Yeah. Yep. So. I agree. Uh, first pick, we already know Najee Harris. Unless he yeah. pulls the wool over our eyes. Who do you think will get the first pick next year? Who do you think is going to be the worst team oh, in the league? Jeez. Um. Who do I think is going to be the worst team in the league? I, I don't know. I, I could honestly, unless, uh, man, I have I have two people. I have two people that I think it could go. Yep. Uh, I think it could be Joe Williams. I think it could be yep. one of them. And this other person is probably going to cuss me out on Facebook about it. I could honestly see Pablo slinking down to be close to the first pick this year. Yep. I have it going. uh, My top three with the number one guy being the guy who I think will get the first pick. The guys who are coming close. I think, I think Pablo's there. I put him at three at number two. I would put Joe. And at number one, I, I do have Javid. I think Javid's got one more year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. I can see Javid down there, too. Yeah. I didn't want to just like do it as a given, but I think he's got one more year of kind of being like the jank, unless he pulls off some miraculous trades. Um, yeah, but I, that's I, true. I think Joe's, Joe's team is old, and uh, I, I'm really hoping Pablo's into it this season. I, I think we're hitting that point in time with a lot of our teams where like, I think the next iteration of the GC is going to be a lot of trades when people are at their prime. Yeah. Like I, I, I think, I think enough people are in that window where they're missing it, where it's like the next iteration of the GC is going to be trading people when they're in their prime to ensure yeah. that they have I, longevity. I think we're going to hit a, a moment where, and this, you might be seeing the same thing. We're almost like, there's going to be one year off champions. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, it's going to be the classic, like, Oh, you got, uh, you traded in two years. I trade Dak and Dak has one last monster season to, for whoever. And they win the championship. Mm-hmm. And then the next year though, Dak's done. And, but someone else picked up, you name it. You know what I mean? Like, I think we're going to see, I could see that run happening. Like you're saying, where, like guys are getting players in their prime and they're getting one to two good seasons. And, but like, yeah, I, I yeah. think last year, 
where we had a bunch of teams that were really close and fighting for it into the playoffs and literally the entire conference was in on it. I think what we're going to see happening is people are going to realize, is that worth it? Or is it Mm -hmm. worth trading people away for better picks? And I know I'm going to be out of it this year, but I'll be in it again next year because that person's going to miss out on the opportunity. They're going to have an old player that just eventually makes it onto free agency and isn't worth it. Um, I think, I think that's the next iteration of the GC for a little while. No, I agree with you. Which I think will be fun. That'll, that'll really kind of hammer home the dynasty. Like, okay, now pedal to the metal. Like what have you built? Like, Oh, you've got an amazing starting lineup, but I've no one on your bench plays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be that balance where I think we're going to need to see, especially with the COVID stuff. We even think I would even talk about COVID, but like, and I wasn't joking thing. about my, I mean, I know I got a bunch of like laugh reactions on there, but like I was, yeah. I was dead serious about it. I was like, yeah, you better believe that when I go come time to draft rookies, I'm as sucky as it sounds like I'll probably look to see if there's articles written about if they're vaccinated or not, because there's always the chance much like last year before vaccinations, like people will be out and it'll be a last minute thing and they'll be at a strip club, James Harden and not be able to play for a little while, you know, it's like, but in, but in, but in football, that's a lot bigger deal than it is in basketball because basketball, you have a much larger season to go from. You have many more categories that you're winning. It's not literally a win or a loss. Whereas like if somebody gets caught on a Saturday night, they're out for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah, it's weird year for football. <laughs> and so that's where it's like, you have to have a bench. Like you have, like yeah. you, you joke about taking a, a running back when you don't need one. No, you probably just need one. Like it, it's, I'm in this weird space. If I have a couple of wide receivers, I'm like, just kind of throwing out there trading, but I'm just like, or do I keep them? Mm-hmm. Because they might only play twice this year, but it might be the two most important games of the year because they have to play. So, and honestly, this year's a year that I've thought about not trading for that specific reason of like, I might just try to keep a really deep team. If I feel like my team is going somewhere. Because if I do trade it away and then, you know, Corey Davis or L, um, anybody else in my, my wide receiver core is all of a sudden out, you know, it's like, well, I'm out. <laughs> I, I have, I have golden Tate who's on the free agency right now. He's not playing for anybody, you know? <laughs> yep. um, so anyways, uh, Clark, who do you think is going to be the MVP of the league this year? Which player? I think it'll be Pat Mahomes. Yeah. I, I that I, might be the top of answer, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder and I just, that team is still legit. The team is and Edwards super super legit. better. Yep. Like he's just getting more weapons around him. Uh, yeah. Mahomes. I think he's going to have a monster. I season. think, I think my secondary follow-up would be, I think CMC is going to come back. I think he'll be, I, I, he I think he'll be up there. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the MVP again, but again, I, I really hope he comes back too. I do too. He, he's an electric player. I love watching Panthers games because of Christian McCaffrey, not even a Panthers fan, but he's just fun to watch. And I, I mean, Darnold, hopefully Darnold will use him. He's not super mobile. I mean, he can move, but he's not incredibly mobile and they don't have Mike Davis around. So they've, they've put a lot of chips into CMC for at least this season. Mm-hmm. So, yep. 
Yeah. Um, who's your most improved team on the year? Uh, I think because of health, I have uh, Mile High Club. yeah it's hard for me to argue that i was thinking the same thing just because cmc is back it was literally that thing where he was within like 20 points multiple times of teams and if you would have had cmc it would have been a a vastly different season so i agree with you i think i think just because of injuries itself he he will be the most improved team this season and i think you could put team broad there too i mean what happens we've not seen a help a full season of his actual offense all being healthy mm-hmm. and i kind of want to see the juggernaut and so like yeah i just think that'll be but from just where they ranked yeah i think the most improved team will definitely be mile high club yep um, for sure um and then who do we think are going to be the bottom four to the playoff yeah so the way i looked at that is you know, there's six teams that make the playoffs three from each conference, which means there's three from each that don't. Mm-hmm. I always think that fourth guy is normally like they were right there, mm-hmm. but then normally each conference has like the bottom two dudes who are like their teams just didn't have it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I think when I think of the bottom four to now they're going to make the playoffs this year. So like yeah. last year, we, I thought it was going to be Pedersen, um, who the year before was like one of the bottom four teams, and now he was. Then you know that close. So this year, I think it's going to be Bandcamp. Okay. Uh, he's in the other conference. I think solid roster overall. Uh, you could argue he has the best wide receiver core in the GC currently. Mm-hmm. Decent running backs, and he got a pretty strong defense. Yep. So I think it was kind of a fluke that he was in the bottom four, and technically he just played in, in probably the stronger or at least more competitive conference. That's why he was in the bottom four. Um, but yeah, that is my thought. Yeah, was was Broad in the bottom four last year? Broad finished fourth in our conference. Okay, okay. Um, I could honestly see, because I know Kovaleski was down there, I could see him being sneaky and getting in. Um, Honestly, I know last year we had me ranked really high, and I don't disagree i could also see in our league it being really competitive like if broad sets his lineups your team will be good actor hoff will be good again mile high club with cmc like i could see myself missing out and i could see mile high club jumping actor hoff and myself and getting in there in my opinion taylor kovleski my high club is he's probably about a receiver away mm-hmm. um maybe a defensive piece here or there, but he's got a really good young defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's going to be that balance. Like you said, like if he has a decent draft, like he can, or he can pull off some trades. Like, um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't even know what to expect from my team. Like I hope Dak is the Dak he was, but he got paid. So does he care? Um, I hope Derrick Henry rushes for 2000 yards again, but he's he done that a couple seasons in a row. And he only does it in the first 10 weeks of the season, 12 weeks of the season, and then just seems to not finish strong. Uh, is Zeke going to Zeke or is Zeke going to Zeke? Like, <laughs> you know, which double meaning well, is he going to be got Josh to be like cake? Yeah. You've got Josh so, Jacobs too. Who's in Las Vegas. Like who knows? I mean, Vegas, I always can break in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It'll be so, an interesting season. Tonight. I'm jacked for it. 
it's it's gonna be fun man um i'm yeah. so i'm so jacked like more so than any other season i think anybody could do anything which is super fun yeah, to think uh, about just seeing how competitive it was and then when you really step back and look and be like okay the teams that were not good and i'm using air quotes good like no they just had injuries like it just was a down year like i think i think 11 of the 12 teams are all super legit and i think we finally have a 12th legit owner with javid dude the entire so timberlake was basically legit. in the playoff hunt yeah. last year you know yep Yep. And I would argue that if everyone's healthy and consistent, the Carter's an even better league. Like I literally looked at it and thought about is next season, the season where we randomly generate new conference alignment. Like, is it getting to the point where like just a good mix up or do we, we keep rolling, but maybe we'll talk about that in another podcast. Yeah. Could be fun to sort out new rivalries and stuff. That'd be great. We've already got one brewing between Adam and Joe Williams. So I love that. It's so fun. I love it's that. fun. It's fun. I love that we've got like Bubba and I, Joe and Adam. Uh, I would say Casey and Joe Pedersen are kind of a rival after last year. Everybody's yep. a rival of Pablo. Um, yep. And yeah, I mean, we just we just got, got some fun ones uh, in the works. So it'll be a good season. Yeah, excited it's, for it's the trash. Yeah. And I think this podcast has played a big role in that. And so it'll be oh, fun. For to, sure. For sure. I think, I think it's been helpful to get guys on so you can hear people's voices. You can hear like people's opinion. Like, so that's, that's why I'm excited about doing this again, you know, yeah. just kind of in closing of like getting guys on here. Like I was you know, sitting on making the schedule about like just trying and texting everyone like, Hey, would you want to be on this? And everyone just being like, yep, absolutely. Yep. Like just so mm-hmm. excited about that idea to like get everyone on hear everyone's voices, let them talk their talk. Uh, and I just, it just makes the GC what it is. Even better, even better. And I think you said Nicole listens too, right? Yeah, she listens. Oh, (laughs) bro, I'm so glad you threw this out here. She's been harassing me now for a year to say this. So I have to give her credit because she named the conferences. No kidding. Okay. Okay. So when I brought up the fact that I was going to name it the Gentleman's Club, and just like, we are just, sitting up in Sean Day's apartment room that we lived in when we oh, first got married. Right. Dude, first I forgot that. Yeah. Way back in the day in Grand Rapids. I'm sitting there going like, okay, I'm doing this fantasy league. She has no idea really what I'm talking about. Like she does she plays in the dirty now. If you've ever been a part of the oh, dirty. Oh yeah, games, the good old dirty that now. So like she's she's getting in. But um I literally was like talking through what it would look like. And I think the year before Holy Grail had come out by Justin Timberlake and uh, Jay-Z. And when I said, I think I want the championship to be called Holy Grail. She's like, well, you should just call the conferences like Jay-Z or Justin Timberlake or, like, or, or whatnot. And I was like, oh, that's a super good idea. Like the Carter and Timberlake. She's like, yeah, exactly. So there we go. Props to Nicole. There, if she listens to this, there you go, babe. And she's not in the room. Like she's not, she's asleep right now. So 
that's that's me not even getting points for this but anyway <laughs> until she listens to it until she listens I, yeah. i'll force her to listen yeah. to it so yeah, yeah that's sweet that's sweet yeah so i'm excited to have more people on excited to start new rivalries excited to recap the year again we'll again keep stats and update fun things and you know bring people on rankings and- i i imagine you know around playoff time we'll bring in a couple of teams that are close in the playoff hunt to see how they're feeling and all that sort of stuff and i i think the big the big goal for us is just to continue the fun going right like at the end of the day that's really why we're doing this is just to help everybody have yeah. fun get a little bit more buy-in make it yep. even more competitive because fantasy football leagues tend to have this thing where they drop off once you know you're not in the playoffs but screw that let's have fun with it you know and that was ultimately the idea of a dynasty was i you know i've been in enough leagues where like again just an example i think a majority of guys have played in it but like the dirty dirty like is a every year redraft league but like and there's been guys who've kind of always been in it but it's not a competitive it's not it's kind of a joke of a league but like there's no true buy-in like if you've played in a fantasy you hit it on the head where it's like man if i'm there's two games left and i'm out of the playoffs like why do i care and but with this dynasty side it's like yeah, you probably should care. Like there's a little bit of like, you play a massive role and like everyone, like everything's competitive enough to where you play a role in terms of if guys are making the playoffs or not, but then you have the future to look forward to. And so, um, yeah. Caring is multifaceted in this league. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which is cool. And it's just fun to see like we're in year eight and that there's guys who've been in it for a while and still going strong and seeing new faces i'm i'm pumped for javid like i said yep. I, I don't want to hook him up too much but like just hearing him and knowing like he's been asking about this league like he's been like literally like multiple times he just started a dynasty or similar league um to this that he's he was literally going to shape after the gc like he just so to get him in i think is really cool and That's it'll sweet. just be fun to have a guy who cares love it 12th guy who cares can't wait. He'll suck this year, but watch out for him in coming years. It's going to be great. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh man, Clark, it's good to be, good to be back behind the mics with you, man. Uh, excited yeah. for the rookie draft. So that'll be on the 29th at night. We'll send out more details about that on Facebook, but Clark, any last words you want to say to everybody? Uh, well, if I make it to the championship a third year in a row and uh, I lose, again uh, i'm probably having a fire sale so <laughs> you know, just keep that in your back mind i might just burn it all down to the ground real question so. is did you miss the prime on all the players is going to be the real question oh. at the end of the year absolutely so, <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy oh man all right well with that guys it's great we're looking forward to it we're glad that each of you have tuned into the podcast where we come to talk about the best fantasy keeper dynasty idp league that has ever existed on the face of the planet the gentleman's club we'll talk to you guys again soon it's gonna be draft soon hype for it later later all right see you guys cool there we go we did it um sweet